0: Bye. 74 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting right across from me via Zoom as always. It's my pal DeQuincy.
1: Hello everybody. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing much. I'm home, chilling. It's just been a it's been a weird week. It's just been a slow week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um Look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. You guys can read the title. We are here to not talk about football because, honestly, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about when it comes to the Texans.
0: Hey, it's, we tried. We <laughs> tried. We gave it our best shot.
1: Hey, I'm not I'm not done talking about football, but I'm like, there's nothing. There's no reason to talk about the Texans anymore this year.
0: Well, I mean, we, we tried giving it a, a shot at a weekly football show. Mm-hmm. And hey. when your team just uh... – there's it doesn't nothing cut int- the
1: mustard. There's nothing interesting. Like I feel like we'll talk about football. We still do it again and do it weekly, but I feel like our Texans portion is completely done unless something happens. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a sport that matters. Talk about that wrestling, the old graps,
0: the only one that really matters.
1: Yeah, the old super kicks and flippity flips and big men slapping meat
0: pinfalls and count outs and submissions and steel cages and no holds barred
1: so I'm sorry I'm talking about this. first thing I want to talk about when it comes to wrestling like I enjoy wrestling
0: it's still really oh wait oh <laughs> no 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 oh that's all, okay no no
1: don't say it too loud no all no right. but um I enjoy wrestling I just don't enjoy wrestling fans if that makes sense
0: of course like anything it's like anything sports movies pop culture music you name it and the fans pretty much ruin it
1: yeah because even like we're something happens on wrestling that something is unexpected like someone gets a push that you were expecting and then you hop on social media and people are bad-mouthing i was like wait i thought you said that you wanted to see something new That you were tired of the same old, same old. Now you get something new and you bitch about it. It's like you don't want to be happy. You just want to go online and find something to complain about. And it goes back to the thing, the problem I have with people hate watching. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand why you spend so much time and energy watching something that you don't like and then complaining about it. (laughs) It's like if there's something that I don't want to watch, I just don't watch it. I'm not gonna sit up here and spend two to three hours watching a show and then hopping on Twitter and say, "Oh, this sucks, this sucks, and this doesn't work, and why won't they do that?" It's like, dude, go find something more productive with your life, man.
0: Hundred percent. I mean, there's no point in wasting all that energy for solely for the purpose of being negative. Like, that's not living, man. Like, enjoy what you would want to enjoy. And if something you are, if you think that gives you enjoyment in life, if it starts to turn some way, you know, maybe it's time to look somewhere else and and do something else and find a new thing to be, you know, passionate about.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you can be passionate about anything, you can be passionate about sports, you can be passionate about, movies or music or politics whatever but once you know once you start turning negative towards it like then it's just
1: time to pull the cord and get out
0: yeah it it, you know like time waste it's a time it's an energy suck Mm -hmm. and ultimately it just it makes you a it turns people bitter yeah
1: like i understand being like criticizing something like we do that on this podcast we'll talk about something and if it's something's wrong we'll talk about it. but we'll always talk about wh- what we love about it mm-hmm. like the go back to the texans the reason yeah. why we're, we're not <laughs> doing it anymore is because we have nothing positive to talk about i don't i never want our podcast to be something that it's always just bitter energy like right like i enjoy talking to you you're my best friend and like we should come on here laugh jokes have fun like it shouldn't be like two hours of us talking shit about something i i would never want to listen to a podcast like that and i I hope people you know when they listen to us they can tell how much we enjoy talking to each other
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean not everything is perfect you know Mm -hmm. wrestling you know Things that happen in wrestling are not always you know what i would want to see or whatever or not always happy with the results or the direction of things but i still enjoy it and i still and until then i'm gonna keep watching it like it's just like it's just like anything if it's once it no longer is fun then it's not worth investing in yeah and I do wrestling.
1: I do wrestling. I'll watch SmackDown. I'll watch NXT. I'll watch all two hours of those shows. Raw, I'll come in and out because it, sometimes <laughs> it's good, sometimes it's not. So I'm not going to sit there and spend three hours. Sometimes I yeah. might watch two hours. Sometimes I might watch 15 minutes. Uh, sometimes I might eat, not even change channel to USA because there's something else on. But I'm always going to watch i'm always going to enjoy the good right i'm I'm going to talk about the good because i only had so many years on this planet why would i waste time doing something and watching something that makes me miserable Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i always remember like some white dude went out to go see shang chi like on opening night the thursday night and like as soon as he He finishes the movie and goes out in the parking lot and he turns the camera on himself. He rips his mask off. He's bitching about the entire movie and about how it's women in power, all about the women and women in power. So this, that, and the third, I'm like, bro, if I go through all your social media, all your YouTube videos, it's you talking about how Disney is too woke and they're doing things for the minorities and for the women and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so obviously you're not going to like what they're doing. They've been doing this for years now. You're not going to like what they're doing, but here you are out here opening night during a goddamn pandemic, (laughs) giving them your money to turn around and talk shit about this. I'm like, bro, you again, during a pandemic pandemic, you went out here and w- went to go watch something that you knew you were not going to like because you don't like the direction the company is going. Like, why? Speaking of which, Shang Chi, great movie. You haven't seen it? It's, it's up there.
0: It's on Disney Plus. I, I definitely need to watch it. That and Hawkeye. Mm, yeah catch up on everything
1: yeah i'm three episodes in on hawkeye good uh but as soon as we get done with this and i get finished editing i'm popping episode four in and enjoying but i've been avoiding spoilers all day today oh it's good (laughs) but but back to the point hand like people enjoy like have fun like, if this wrestling company doesn't make you happy, go watch AEW, go watch mm-hmm. New Japan, go watch old Ring of Honor tapes, do something. Impact's out there as well. Do something besides just sitting here hating and gritting your teeth for three hours.
0: Right. And especially something, I mean, look, it's just like a movie or a TV show, you know, it's all scripted. Like, mm-hmm. they're, you know, you're wasting energy on something that is predetermined um, that you know it's already set in motion there's very little that's going to really stop it Mm -hmm. you know Uh, every once in a blue moon you'll you'll strike gold with a certain character or you know storyline that maybe you weren't expecting to and so then it forces you to to change things up and that's great that's what makes it fun mm-hmm. those are those moments you, you look for but you know if they don't happen every week then chill out and and do something else if, it, if it's that much of, of an issue
1: go outside and touch some grass okay just go out there feel it on your skin
0: calm your ass down <laughs> go talk to a girl or something
1: oh have you seen wrestling fans they definitely can't do that do that they don't even believe in putting on deodorant to have most of them. So
0: <laughs> We've been to a few shows.
1: <laughs> yes, we have. Um, so what would you like to start? Because I want to do NXT last because that's the one I have most talk about. So um, should we bring back our old favorite, uh, your three minute uh, AEW segment? We can try. <laughs> All right. <laughs> can you make Uh, it three minutes uh that's what she said that's what she said
0: (laughs) (laughs) we'll certainly try
1: (laughs) that's what you said
0: oh boy here we go all
1: right so let me know are you ready
0: um yeah i mean there's i've haven't really been keeping up uh, or watching regularly i've been trying to keep up at least Mm. with stories um the top guy right now is is adam hangman page oh you're starting yeah
1: all right all right oh. sorry sorry, sorry. Okay. i got distracted distracted yeah we re-recording we're we're recording.
0: and uh
1: okay three two one go okay
0: so we've got we've got hangman page as as the champion you know he won at the last pay-per-view against mm-hmm. kenny omega um like you said one of the best builds to a you know to a feud slow burn as you call it i mean they it was a slow burn for a great moment that culminated in you know hangman page winning the, the aew world title
1: let me pause it right here okay because i always talk bad about uh, aew so i want to give them some praise what they did with him hangman page and the long-term storytelling, the long-term booking was amazing from going from just a random guy, like uh, uh, going up against Chris Jericho for the championship and turning him to this alcoholic cowboy to a tag team champion with um, Kenny Omega, then part of the dark order. And now building him up as a credible threat and the, champion of the entire company has been amazing to watch they've done Mm -hmm. a great job uh hats off to tony khan and everyone backstage and the biggest amount of respect for hangman page and his talent and everything he's done okay you go
0: and at the same time as much of a slow burn as this was i think you could have i think you could have stretched out that burn you could have stretched it out even longer like I'm not saying it was too soon um i think the timing was fine but the timing could have would have been fine i think even in three months if you had kept go kept going a little bit um ultimately you know we found out that that omega is definitely going to be out with some surgeries some injuries and stuff like that so i guess it kind of necessitated you know pulling the trigger on everything but it still worked. I and mean, they
1: said moment. he had vertigo, right? Yes. The ring spinning and your ass is doing backflips and kicks and everything.
0: Did you watch that video he did with uh, Dr. Bohai Town?
1: No, I, did. I didn't see the entire thing. I saw Man. like the first couple of seconds.
0: It was crazy. Like just hearing that story and then just watching the work that's being done on him with the, the little mallets and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Those are actually, I, I like, I enjoy those videos. They're kind of fun to watch. <laughs> Just because of all the the cracks and pops here,
1: it's soothing, right?
0: In a weird way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: I'm with you on that.
0: <laughs> um, so you know that's that's obviously the big, you know, that's the top storyline going, or at least you know that's the that should be the main event story. Um, Boy, it better
1: be it's the AEW
0: championship, <laughs> and um. You've got Brian Danielson, who's making a run for the title now, Uh, who's doing really good, a really great job from what what I've seen and from what I've heard uh, as not necessarily a heel, but almost a heel, like very much borderline heel with just, uh, he's not necessarily a nice guy. He's just looking to kick some ass and, uh, you know, he'll go through anybody that he wants or, you know, mm-hmm. that, that gets in his way. And, and that's cool. You know, he's got a title shot coming sometime down the line feels like. So, and that's like a, a completely brand new fresh matchup that we've never seen. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason why so many guys are going to AEW just because it gives you a chance to see these matchups that we've never seen. Yeah, um, anyway. And less
1: restrictions inside the ring as well.
0: Right. Uh, then you've got uh, CM Punk, who is going strong. I mean, he's not necessarily vying for any titles right now, which I don't have a problem with.
1: You made three minutes. Congratulations. Okay. That's what she said. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs>
0: um, I don't have any problem with him vying for a title, not vying for a title right now. I think, like, you know, these beauties he's getting into are, are perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's getting to work with guys he's never worked with either. And so that's pretty, you know, it's fun to watch. He's feuding with MJF at the moment, who is a... Uh, he's potentially in the hangman, kind of, hangman page kind of echelon in terms of what they hope. Like, they hope that they can get this guy to be the top heel in the company at mm-hmm. some point. It's definitely the direction they're pushing him in. Um, it's definitely the direction he's, he's carrying himself in. Like, he, he definitely has what it takes to be, you know, the most unlikable guy, the top most unlikable guy in any company at this point.
1: Didn't they compare him to Miz in the last promo?
0: Yeah, <laughs> in their first first time they, they uh, interacted.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I mean, you, say, you talk about that like it's a bad thing. You go look at the Miz's accomplishments and the fact that he's going to be a sure-doubter Hall of Famer soon.
0: I mean, that's nothing yeah.
1: to sneeze at, but
0: he's a star i mean he he has made the most of his opportunity in pro wrestling without a doubt
1: a dude came from the real world so he wanted to be a wrestler and headlined the wrestlemania i mean it's not a wrestlemania i like per se but hey (laughs) he was still there
0: yeah you can't do anything about it you can't Mm -hmm. take that away from him
1: no matter how hard we try to scrub it it's a terrible wrestlemania but continue
0: uh, and you know, honestly, there's just there's so much more going on in that company that like I, I can't. It's hard to keep up with with them. I mean, they've they have such a huge roster. They have so many different storylines going on. Um, but again, it's it's a very viable option for anybody that's maybe not wanting to watch or keep up with WWE. Like, it's a legit secondary option.
1: So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they have too many people on the roster? Because sometimes yeah. I watch their shows and it's like, okay, where are the women?
0: I think so. I mean, they they have a lot of factions. Oh, I, you.
1: I believe we made that point before, but can
0: continue. <laughs> right. um, and they don't have as much airtime as WWE. A two-hour show on Wednesdays. And is Rampage one hour?
1: I thought Rampage
0: was two hours. but I Maybe it moved it. to two hours. So that's what uh, that's what three hours less than what WWE has to offer. Um, so I you know I can I can see a lot of guys getting lost in the shuffle on that show. Um And it's going to really open some eyes when they probably have to start making cuts like WWE that it's like, you can't just stockpile all these people, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you're not going to do anything with them, you're not going to enhance them. Uh, promote them if they're not going to be you know your your one and two options um and we're also going to see you know the effects of just the climate that we're in you know Okay, like said so, covid is still not over so yeah. it's like there you never know there could be another shutdown of certain places like where touring might not be they might be, they might not be able to fill those arenas and you know god forbid you know of course but So
1: I found that Rampage is normally one hour, but they do have two-hour specials every once in a while.
0: Okay, okay. So, I mean, that's a lot of time. That's that's not a lot of time that they have for what seemingly – what looks like more and more a bloated roster at this point.
1: Yeah, and then you have all these WWE releases that just happened. It's like, okay, if they go over to AEW, it's like, are they going to have time? And what happens to the people who are already there? Do they – Will they be, like, there are some guys, like you say, like uh, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, um, what's, um, Miro. Mm-hmm. They're guys that are always going to rise to the top.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about the guys who are just kind of floating and, you know, not really doing anything? Are they going to be able to find, if AEW does bring in these uh, WWE cast-offs, what happens to these guys is they just, you know, live in catering or are they going to have to try to find time on dark or the, a YouTube channel? Right. Like, yeah. like, don't get a mistake. I'm glad that there's another wrestling company out there that's giving WWE a run for their business, anything to get these guys more job opportunities more money. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I just don't want anyone in the wrestling business to feel like, well, I'm here and i'm getting a paycheck but i'm not
0: doing what i love right and we're also seeing that aw is not necessarily the next best place to go to because you are seeing a lot of guys kind of stuck mm-hmm. like malachi black is still kind of in that same spot he was in with wwe um
1: Well, we talked about this before. Like, how many people have gone from WWE to AEW and actually increased their stature? There's, I think we came up with Miro. That was it.
0: That's about it. And that was, and honestly, you really, there's really not much more going on for him. I mean, he's not necessarily in the title hunt. Um, you know, he cuts really good promos from what I I understand, but, um. You know, he's not necessarily in the main event picture at the moment, I believe.
1: Let me make sure he's the TNT champ. no, it's um oh what's his name? Uh Sammy Guevara. Yeah, Guevara, okay.
0: And um so and so and we're seeing guys like Matt Cardona, former Zack Ryder, um thriving not and not necessarily in AEW like he's you know he's doing stuff in impact he's going to other organizations and and you know instantly inserting himself into the main event picture whether if it's just for a brief stay or you know whatever I mean he's he's still in these top spots with these other companies so you know and you I don't think necessarily that... have to go to AEW right after WWE just to you know try and make a name for yourself i mean there's other there Mm -hmm. there's clearly other places you can go and how you know still put on some great matches and still um you know show the world you know what what you've got
1: and i think that whole open door scenario Mm -hmm. would help a lot of people like if they're an impact and you get some a show or two on AEW. Some people, somebody sees you, you know, you grab some fans and they come and watch you or you know, MLG or any other wrestling place. Um, It's something that I wish the WWE would like, like stink, like do a little bit of like, even if it's just NXT, mm-hmm. I understand why they don't. You're the biggest player in the game. That's why Marvel and DC don't do the hook up the movies or anything like that. But it's just something I think like it would help the wrestlers and it would help the companies if more if there was more sharing going on. Right. Um, anything else, AEW?
0: No, I think that's all I've got. Oh, oh
1: Cody Rhodes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he does realize people are booing the hell out of him, right? He's coming <laughs> out here with his homelander cosplay. And um, if you've ever seen the boys, first off, congratulations, you're on a government watch list. And secondly, <laughs> Homelander is not the hero of that comic book or show. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: and I'm Cody Smart, he's, he knows that. But if he's never going to, he says something, he's never going to turn heel. If he's never going to turn heel and he can't challenge for the AEW championship, it's almost like he, he's in this parallel universe. Mm-hmm. where like he's doing his own thing, and it kind of matters, but it really doesn't. Like, what do you do with that?
0: I don't know. But I mean, if you think about it, he's he's become more of the Miz than anybody at this point.
1: You know who he has become? He's become the one person he hates. He's become Triple H.
0: <laughs> well, if he starts winning world titles,
1: he keeps winning all these feuds for no reason. <laughs>
0: Well, start putting gold on it, and then we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a discussion about H.
1: Oh, you didn't see what happened during his um, – what was it? Hardcore what, – what the hell they're calling the hardcore match he had last week. Like, he was digging underneath um, the ring, and first he pulled out the shovel uh, – not the shovel, but uh, the sledgehammer. <laughs> and then he dropped that and went back underneath, and he pulled out the golden shovel.
0: Oh, my God. Let's cut cut Paul some slack nowadays. I mean, the man just had a heart attack. He's clearly not going to be... He's clearly no longer the successor. You know. I mean, that's it for him. He's probably going about as high as he can in that company at this point.
1: True, but, you know, if you told me... The guy going by name Hunter Hurst Helmsley would be like a top five person in WWE. <laughs> I would never believe it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just another thing I'm like, AEW, do you have to get the constant uh WWE jabs? Can y'all go a week, two weeks without talking about the competition? <laughs> like uh I know, I know it's, it's the thing, that, and people will say, that's what they did during the Monday Night Awards and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that was 20-some years ago. Can we have some decorum? Can we act like adults? Are you like, How much longer are you <laughs> going to keep doing these pot shots? Is it, am, am I going to turn on AEW in five years and you guys are still talking shit about WWE?
0: But, and, but really, they didn't, if you think about it. like They really didn't take all those shots all the time. Back in, at least WCW didn't
1: hey, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying what the internet told me <laughs> hey man you gotta get over because yeah we took shots blah 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 Like, oh okay five years five ten years or now they're still gonna be doing the same thing and then wondering how wondering why their core audience isn't growing
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we talked about this before AEW is a wrestling company WWE is a
0: brand very much,
1: very much so. All right, that was nice. We talked about AEW much longer than I thought we would. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, to WWE, uh, SmackDown or Raw? Which one you want to start with?
0: Uh, let's do Raw.
1: Okay, Raw. Uh, biggest storylines on Raw right now. Oh, that uh, was that was me like trying to think because I don't watch Raw. But <laughs> the biggest storyline for me is the way that they're building Liv Morgan to be a credible threat for the Raw Women's Championship. Mm -hmm. And um, they gave her a big rollout last Monday night before her championship match, gave her a promo at the promo video package, everything. And yeah, she came up short in the match. But if you watch that match, there was never a time where you thought that she was overmatched going against Becky Lynch. Like, she looked like she belonged in the match, mm-hmm. which is one. And two, she lost because Becky Lynch once again cheated.
0: <laughs> so they're doing a slow build, it looks like. Yeah,
1: it's a slow build. Um, I really can see her winning the championship at day one and just holding it for a couple months. I don't know if she's going to be a long, long term champion, mm-hmm. but she, I really like her look, uh, her promo. She's She has an interesting finishing move. I can see her being one of the like she has a title for a couple months, but she's always back in the title picture. Always like um, like a mm, I'm trying to think of who I can compare her to in the olden days. No one really because the the (laughs) wrestling revolution really began, but she can be that upper mid-card wrestler that always gets a shot of the title once
0: every blue moon. Mm-hmm. And you need that. I mean, mm-hmm. especially to legitimize that division, that it's not just, you know, a two or three horse race, you know? Yeah. It's not just always going to be...
1: Horse woman. Yeah. Right, right now, it's just Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, and... God, who else in that division? Bianca and Rhea. And, you know, the problem with Rhea, I like Rhea. I really, the problem is getting stuck with those damn tag team championships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I would rather that they take those out and bring in a mid-card championship like AEW has. Because it just seems like they do not give a fuck about those championships. I don't know you remember, but uh remember when yeah, it was Natalia and Tamina were champions, and then Natalya got hurt and like they just kept the belts, they didn't right. defend them, they didn't get stripped. It was like, oh okay, well, you're hurt, we'll just leave it here. It's like if you don't care that much about about the championships, why should I?
0: Yeah, I mean they it seemed like they were gonna take off, you know, they were gonna matter and mean something, but then they just didn't. They just didn't stick with tag team wrestling for that division. Like, they, they like have not, it can they, work if you have, like, legitimate tag teams, but...
1: Yeah, and not just people thrown together.
0: Right. Which and, is
1: funny, because the last time they matter, it was, like, when they threw together uh, Bailey and Sasha.
0: Yeah, and but that's... I mean, that's classic pro wrestling for you. I mean, the, the two... The two top stars as as coming together to become tag team title tag team champions for you know did
1: they have a name?
0: Uh, uh, ooh, I don't know.
1: I don't remember if uh, they had an official name. I always call them the Two Woman Power Trip after <laughs> the Two Man Power Trip. Right. Which I am ooh, If there is another world, I other worlds, I want to see what would happen if Triple H never got hurt. Because they were him and Stone Cold were running WWE mm-hmm. when they were doing that. But, but yeah, back to Liv Morgan. She's credible threat. She's she's for me. I like her. I've always liked her even when she's part of the, riot, riot, ugh, the white riot squad. Credits. I said, drink your drinks. Another podcast where I messed up a word, um, but I, I think she's gonna be like, I don't want to say transitional champion because that seems kind of dirty, but she's gonna win the championship eventually. Hold it for a couple of months, probably drop it around WrestleMania to someone else, and then like once you get the championship, it's always easy to imagine you winning it again. Mm-hmm. For Vince, whoever's in the high chair. Um, so I think she's going to be a credible uh, threat. I think, man, I'm trying to book it where she
0: wins. But who the hell would she lose to? She could lose it back to Becky at the Royal Rumble. Then you have someone like Bianca winning it again. And then Becky dropping it again at Mania.
1: Man, I don't know if Becky wins. I mean, if Bianca wins the Royal Rumble again. I don't know. Who the hell you gave it to? We'll look out for of that forward. Okay. Yeah, I think she wins that day one. I think they were it back. Because she proved in the match last Monday that she belongs. That mm-hmm. she can hang with the big girls.
0: Yeah, I mean, she's she's got a great skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, in my opinion, I've always enjoyed watching her wrestle. I mean, she definitely puts in a lot of work training to be a wrestler and it shows. I mean, she's got you know, she can do uh she can do luchador style, you know, with dirt, with certain like twists and turns and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then she's just got good mat skills as well. Yeah, I mean, hopefully hopefully that this leads to something not just stop-start situation. We've seen <laughs> or start stop situation that we've seen so many times, yeah. Um, the
1: other big thing on Raw, Big E and the WWE Championship. Um, so far, Kevin Owens has outsmarted uh Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. uh, which he kind of took a page from Seth Rollins' book, being the smartest guy in the room. Um, so so far, as of this recording, it's a triple threat match at day one between Big E. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens but if you watched last Monday and you saw how Bobby Lashley completely eviscerated those three men during a commercial break it's not hard to envision that match becoming a fatal four Way.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I mean considering we've already seen a triple threat match for the title just recently mm-hmm. like it's very easy to see them going that direction as well this new direction. And let me ask you this. What do you think, where do you rank this storyline potentially? Uh, the story of this being it for Kevin Owens.
1: Oh, possibly Liebling? Yeah. I mean, I say before and I'll say it again. It's like... <laughs> To take it to baseball, you got these little Astros uh, beanie on. Let's talk about uh, Carlos Correa <laughs> being a free agent. Once someone becomes a free agent, it's easier to lose them. Mm-hmm. Like you, and for Kevin Owens, like, he's got a couple months left. I really believe out of all the wrestlers he's going to AEW. Right.
0: Um, I, I agree.
1: Because if I remember correctly, when Adam Cole got signed, he like tweeted uh, the location, uh, what's it called latitude and longitude for Mount Rushmore, and then deleted. And for if you don't know, Mount Rushmore was a group with him, Adam Cole, and the uh, the Young Bucks, right? Yes. Um, and the um, oh, what was that Ring of Honor?
0: I believe. Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know if it, if it was there. It might have been, but it might have been. Uh, actually, it might have been PWG Pro Wrestling Gorilla. All right,
1: yeah, one of those um, indie places. So, yeah, of course, he quickly deleted, it, but screenshots are forever. So, yeah, I think he's go- going, but he's still gonna put out great matches. And did we talk? We talk about Kevin Owens last time on this podcast. I don't think we did. All right, maybe we just maybe that was one of our pre-meetings. Like, how would you, if this is the end for Kevin Owens, what do you think about his career? How would you like? What grade would you give his career
0: in WWE? Yeah,
1: yeah, because of course when he goes back, he'll be Kevin uh, Steen again. So yeah,
0: the lowest I think you give him is a B plus, and I think he'd go as high as a A minus. Well, A. I mean he's won every title that there is. He went tag team? I believe he did with Jericho. Check real quick. Continue though. Um he's won, yeah, nearly every title at least. Cause I don't know if he's if he's won the WWE title. But he's had great feuds. Everybody he's been involved with from Chris Jericho to Roman Reigns to Seth Rollins and now to, to even Big E. I mean uh, I mean the guy the guy is just born to be a wrestler and makes the most out of every situation he's he's been in.
1: Let's not forget how he first appeared on the main roster. Challenge John, Cena. <laughs> Challenge John Cena, but not for the US title because he thought that title was beneath him. Mm-hmm. Hit him with a pop-up powerbomb and just stomped on the US championship. <laughs> and then at the pay-per-view, he pinned John Cena clean. Mm-hmm. I'm like they have had faith in the faith in this guy since he walked in the building, uh looking up his accomplishment NXT champion, uh Universal Champion, Intercontinental, and United States champion. So no tag team yeah. championship. That's the only blemish. But like like you said, you gotta give this guy like like I'm giving him an A for everything he's done. He's always been reliable. Um the promo he had with Roman uh earlier this year was was um was great. a uh, He's amazing in the ring, amazing on the mic. Like, the only bad thing about Kevin Owens is the fact that he's leaving
0: pretty much, pretty much that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. And him and Sami Zayn, like, when the crowd shouts, Fight Forever, that's they mean them to just fight until you can't stand anymore. <laughs> I, I give his career A. Hey, I love everything he's done in WWE, from his portrayal down in NXT against Sami Zayn, coming up against Cena, proving himself against all the big boys in WWE. Like he's done amazing things. And the it's festival of betrayals. French, the festival of friendship, <laughs> when uh, Jericho. Uh, opens up that that uh, present from him, and he looks at the, looks at the list and it says, "Why is my name on?" It? And the camera moves, and it says, uh, "The list of KO." And he turns on him.
0: Mwah. One one of his many great betrayals. Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you believe in Kevin Owens, you are just a fool. He's betrayed damn near everyone. <laughs> Hell, he's betrayed uh, Big E and the New Day.
0: That's right. I and mean, then everybody. and he's.
1: We talk about Randy Orton being a snake. There's your snake right there. Right.
0: And it's never been hard to get him over as a face or a heel.
1: Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Um, and he's going to do great things in uh, AEW when he gets over there. But again, let's go back to what we said, man that roster's feeling bloated.
0: Yeah, I mean there's at this point he's he's one of the few guys that now maybe him and, and Bray Wyatt he's one those are maybe the two guys right now that could go over and be instantly inserted into a top storyline mm-hmm. and if this is it for for Ko, if this is you know his his last you know pay per view with the company, it's been great. It's been a great run. I expect to for him to get pinned. Just, yeah, that's how it goes. But uh,
1: he'll eat you know, the it, pin next night. Seth Rollins will come out saying, "Oh, I never got pinned. I deserve another shot." And they'll set something up for the World Rumble.
0: Yeah, and then yeah, he can you know in three months he can go on and. and do something with aw and no mm-hmm. doubt will you know make the most of his situation there too yeah
1: uh, anything else on raw
0: that's that's it yeah let me let me okay what real, real quick mm-hmm. it's not a major storyline honestly really don't care too much about it but i think it'd be cool to do in my opinion because it's going to happen it's eventually riddle and randy orton are going to split of I mean, course just, this is it goes orton is not a tag team guy for long you know and he should he should be on his own at some point you know i think it might be like an aj styles issue like you said where teaming up with someone to kind of take the load off of being a singles competitor at his age you know just kind of taking some of the wear and tear off or preventing you know wear and tear catching up quicker Mm -hmm. um But usually we see Randy Orton turn on his tag team partner, right? Mm -hmm. Why not flip it? Instead of being predictable and having him, you know, turn on his partner, how about his partner turn on him and kick him to the curb? I think it'd make Riddle a little more interesting.
1: It definitely would. It just doesn't seem like it's Riddle's character. Mm -hmm. Riddle's character is like the slow, funny, stoner guy, right? So having Orton turn on him because he does something stupid like he's been doing constantly over the last couple of weeks, it just, it just makes more sense story wise. Sure. Like Riddle changing would be a big shock. But Riddle, you know, getting RKO'd and be like, oh, I should have saved the entire time, bro. Let me go. I got the munchies. That's just <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes it's just, you got to look at WWE and expect them to, to take the easiest route.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And has Riddle been a heel at all? No. I don't even remember if I don't even think he was when he was down in NXT. It's it's just it's gonna be easy. Like I totally see a world where Riddle is the happy-go-lucky high WWE champion <laughs> well, within the next three or four years. So,
0: well, I think if if you do something like that where you change his character a little bit, I think that could get him a, a shot at being a a champion at some point. mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, how many could pure, be the aggressive stoner?
1: How many pure baby faces do does WWE have? And when I say pure, I mean pure in the wrestling ring, not with whatever's happening
0: outside of it. Right. Of course. Of course. So on Raw. Yeah uh it might be just Big E mm. at this point cuz a lot of guys have edges to them yeah Damian Priest has an edge now all of a sudden
1: yeah they're doing a Jekyll and, Jekyll Hyde, and Hyde with yeah.
0: him right now how do you and feel Ballard. about
1: that is
0: hmm. but he's another guy that could be on his way out
1: he's another guy with the whole Jekyll and Hyde but his his hide is you know Oh, Mari said hey.
0: Thomas said hi. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> like I was saying, um, Finn Balor, he has a jack on high, but his hide is the demon.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the That's thing fun- about the, the Damien Priest thing, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird. It's like he gets thrown over the rail and he appears like with this, like,
1: crazy look on his face
0: yeah like that's kind of hokey i don't think they should have changed i think they should have just kept it you know left alone left it alone like what he was doing Mm -hmm. you know all of last year essentially yeah
1: Uh, one thing i i like his new music more
0: yeah i oh yeah i agree i agree with you on that
1: Uh, Anything else on? Yeah, I think that's it on Raw. Yeah. Three hour show. We got two topics to talk about. (laughs)
0: It's not good. Okay.
1: All right. uh, Moving on to SmackDowns. Um, Brock Lesnar's back. Uh, Adam Pierce is running for the hills, as he should. (laughs) All right. And um, Sami Zayn gets played for a fool. So For you, those of you not know, Sami Zayn uh, had number one contendership for the Universal title. He could have chose to wait till day one, or really any time, to cash in, but Brock Lesnar basically showed that bullying does indeed work. Uh, bullied that man into challenging Roman Reigns last Friday. Uh, Sami Zayn, his problem is he can't shut the fuck up.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. he talks too much Brock Lesnar puts a beating on him and then Roman comes out and chokes that man out in 15 seconds because of (laughs) course Brock Lesnar wants Roman Reigns at day one Um, what do you think about this match seeing Reigns and Lesnar again
0: man at this point as long as I'm okay with um Roman hanging on to the title as long as he can, as long as he wants until, you know, a younger contender emerges. I don't necessarily need to see Brock winning the title at this show or at any show any, anytime soon. Um,
1: well, I'm not talking about the tire opportunities. I'm just talking about those two guys uh, going up against each other again.
0: Well, you know, I'm okay with it now just because the roles are reversed. I mean, it was always Reigns on the, you know, on the come up, on the hunt for the title. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm okay with with the way it is now. I'm fine with Reigns, you know, being this, this bad dude that is just putting everybody down, putting everybody away. And You know, we're seeing now that now that Brock is on his own, like we're seeing him, his character develop. Yes,
1: I mean, God, give that man a mic every week.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why he doesn't like doing it. Like he's good at it. He's always been good at it. I mean, (laughs) back from when he was a twenty-five-year-old phenom, like he was, he was awesome in that role.
1: Yeah, but. I think it's like if you have the opportunity to give um, Paul Heyman the mic, you give Paul Heyman the mic.
0: True, but at this point, as great as he is, you still kind of it's still the same. You know, wash, rinse, and repeat. Mm-hmm. You know the the,
1: but it it's good. It gets the people good. going.
0: Honestly, my favorite part of of Paul Heyman right now, and has been for a while, is. His story with Caleb Braxton, a backstage <laughs> yes. reporter. I mean <laughs> yes. the, the that, that those two have. Caleb's gonna give
1: that man a heart attack.
0: <laughs> they, they they work great together. This yes young, you know, uh, uh, this young, very professional, um, very uh, outstanding journalist who is very cute as well Mm -hmm. and one of the like physically one of the smallest people in the building um you know being paired with this sleazeball gargoyle of a man you know
1: (laughs) and scaring the shit out of him and getting the
0: upper hand on him week in and week out i mean it's great
1: that man just wants to play games on his phone and Kayla just drops out like goddamn solid <laughs> snake
0: and this has been going on since the was it the, the after show that they, that we're, they were doing yeah.
1: yes I mean that
0: all started you know over a year ago with is it Talking Smack I think it was mm-hmm. the show yeah but now we're seeing it regularly like on Friday nights like mm-hmm. we've seen like that chemistry the, the culmination of that chemistry you know developing on this you know you know internet post show and it's it works i mean it's one of the best storylines in my opinion going
1: yeah i like it i love like everything <laughs> with the usos roman and new day hits every yeah. time mm-hmm. like the usos are going to defend their championships at day one against the uh, the new day you know i'm going to be there of course, you know, like and like Brock and Roman have hit that level for me now. It's like, I don't care. You make the match, I'm gonna watch it. These two guys are excellent. Like when Brock likes you, he's gonna do everything in the ring for you. And he's mm-hmm. done that multiple times for Roman. And Roman Reigns might be the best male wrestler in WWE right now, as far as the May wrestler, like he's what everybody who has a match with him comes back and says, oh you have no idea how good this guy is
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's showing so, yeah like
1: I'm, I'm like mm. the worst match on day one right now is the Miz versus Edge and I'm still <laughs> I'm excited to see it right
0: because it's something we've never seen
1: mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be great I love it
0: for all of uh all of the praises that we give SmackDown, mm-hmm. which deserve it, you know, it's deserved at this point. Um, there's one issue that I do have with the show. Go ahead. Like they're cl- like the only issue is that it's very blatant the way that they are uh, putting casting aside Drew McIntyre, keeping him away from Roman, like.
1: You know what that that's like. It's like uh, what they're doing on Raw with Bianca Belair. And it's like what I said earlier about Liv Morgan. We've seen both Belair and McIntyre with championships. We've seen them run the division. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to take that much to heat up that rivalry,
0: right? But I don't. It's just like that battle role that they did a couple of weeks ago. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was intentionally left out. Like. And then he makes a scene of it, like, I don't know, it just doesn't, I don't think it helps his character in terms of like, oh, like I'm pissed off, so I'm going to, you know, interfere regardless. Like, he's supposed to be a badass, and that's not kind of a, that was not a real badass move, you know, kind of pouting essentially that, that you know, you weren't included. Like, I don't know, I, I just don't, like, I feel like it, it's going to ultimately hurt his character a little bit. Because you're right, it doesn't take a lot to heat that that feud up. And to just intentionally shove it in your face that, okay, we're, he's not going to be in the picture anytime soon. Like, I I don't need that as a viewer. Like, because it's always going to be there. Like, you don't need it to be explicit. Like, we are not doing this right now.
1: Why is that? But I can see a program where whoever, um, let's see, the Royal Rumble winner is on Raw and they just start a program with Drew McIntyre going up against uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Hmm. Because how many baby faces do they have on that show to take on Roman?
0: He's the only one at this point.
1: And who actually a credible threat. Yeah, I mean. I mean, before people were clamoring for like Jeff Hardy to get that one last shot and uh, prayers up. We don't know what's going on with Jeff Hardy right now. I'm not going to speculate. I hope everything turns out well for him and his family. Mm -hmm. But yeah, who, who on SmackDown is going up against Roman?
0: So not a lot of options at this point. And I think whether you're ready or not, I think this is a good way to segue into our final topic or our final show that we that you wanted to wait till the mm-hmm. end. I think NXT is starting to do what you know is re- they're really
1: hold on, hold on, put some respect on their name, NXT 2.0. two
0: Right. They really are working towards fixing these current problems that they have on the main shows, Mm -hmm. which is building new talent to be legitimate contenders in the future. 2.0.
1: We need new talent and we need young talent. Mm -hmm. We can't be going out here and getting these indie darlings who are already in their mid-30s. Like That's what everybody wants to see. That's good. That's great. But five years from now <laughs> they're basically gonna be part-timers
0: let's be real and again this is not this is not a a pro you know we're not taking sides but essentially that's what aWs for at this point that's what they're doing that's mm-hmm. you know they're collecting those indie darlings and look they have their own young talent that they're trying to groom and working on and hopefully in three to five years when these indie darlings are winding down like they'll be able to take over and step into those those top spots
1: yeah but it goes back to what i say AEW is a wrestling company and wwe is a brand AEW is looking for the best wrestlers available and wwe is like okay where's our next rock where's our next austin right. cena hulk hogan uh without the racism um okay. <laughs> roman reigns where's our next superstar that you know, when he goes on these late night channels with the belt, it looks natural. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. And another thing that's built in that is I don't know if you know, the WWE has jumped into these NIL yeah. deals and they've, they've, I think, signed like 20, 15, I
0: believe.
1: Oh, 15? Yeah, yeah I'm looking at one right now. Uh, this guy, this is an amazing name, AJ Ferrari wrestler from <laughs> Oklahoma state, like they, this is what you want to do as WD. You need to get like the wrestling champions, get uh, just athletes in general, wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, football, uh, track and field. I mean, we just, the Roman reigns, Bianca Belair, football, track and field. You need to get those guys, get those athletes and get them in the door. And you can train them up. Like If you're athletic enough, you can learn any style of wrestling. And if I can get you in the building when you're fresh out of college 22, 23, 24, I get you in NXT and training for two years and then you're in the main roster at 26, 27, I can have 10,
0: 15 years of a superstar. Mm -hmm. And they're going to completely bypass NXT 2.0 for gable steveson
1: yeah there are some guys that when they walk in the building <laughs> you know you can send them to the main roster
0: yeah like they you know what are the odds of them getting another olympic gold medal wrestling champion like in <laughs> in the same lifetime
1: <laughs> i mean odd, if we're going to be honest it's just going to be pretty high with these nil deals
0: now it is yeah. now it is but 10 years ago you weren't looking at those guys anymore, like, you know, Angle, we really thought Angle was going to be, he was uh, not, the Angle signing was like, it was the, like the perfect signing you could have made, you know, for someone that's outside of pro wrestling, you know, someone with his pedigree and then with his ability to, grasp the business as quickly as he did like now that you're in this business with NIL signings you're hoping that maybe you will get more of those types of athletes Mm -hmm. the people who are champions in their sports and even if out of those 15 two of those people grasp the sport in, uh, to make them big stars, mm-hmm. that's better than anything you could have hoped at this point.
1: Yeah, if you take 15 college athletes and one of them turns into the next, like, superstar, oh, you've hit. You hit a lick. And that's not even considering the guys they are, and gals that they already have in NXT. They're going to be the next generation. And that's one thing that I've enjoyed with this new rebranding of NXT 2.0, like they basically said, if you want all that, (laughs) it's like the biggie promo. You want your five-star classic. You want your 30-minute work rate. Not us. Like you (laughs) want to see great chain wrestling and combos, all that stuff. You want those, you know, Dave Meltzer, five, six stars. You go to AEW every Wednesday, you join. But if you want to see some good wrestling with some great character work, then you watch NXT. Right. Like, I've enjoyed... Like, I love the old um, NXT. RIP to the black and gold. It was great. But watching what they're doing now with guys like Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, Dexter Loomis, going down like uh, LA Knight. Oh, just like the personality of these guys right now. M- MSK, Mm -hmm. Uh, Diamond Mine, like it's been so enjoyable for me. Um, what's the name of the guys? Um, Liga the Fast of uh, I always Legato. Legato, yeah. Like, like I mean, it's been enjoyable. Like, it's the best two-hour watch of wrestling weekly because they understand what they're doing. They're like, we're gonna. It's gone back to development. We're building characters. We're throwing things against the wall, seeing what works and what doesn't work, and see what can translate up to the main roster. They mm-hmm. think got one guy. What's his name? Uh, Casey.
0: Casey.
1: Joe Casey. Joe Gacy. <laughs> I wrote this on Twitter. He's a white guy who's using the banner of inclusivity and equality to to elevate himself and leave everyone else behind it's like <laughs> wwe rise nxt rise, bravo you you got it exactly
0: and then you have to have the character like the person to match that character and it looks like he's doing outstanding in that role
1: yeah and their tag team wrestling amazing Imperium's there. Oh, and apparently the rumor is Walters losing weight so he can make a um, run in the United States. That's
0: what I'm hearing too. <laughs> I saw that picture of him looking, looking sharp.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even name Braun Bre- Breaker,
0: and he's the guy. Like
1: he's the guy. <laughs>
0: he's clearly going to be the guy, and he already is. I mean, in terms of for that brand, like already.
1: Looks like, looks like his daddy, and sounds like his uncle.
0: mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Uh, And um, oh, he's he's my favorite wrestler. But number two has got to be um, oh, can you guess who my second favorite one is?
0: Oh, uh, is it Tony D'Angelo? Yes, sir. Italian guy. He's an
1: Italian mob mobster. Oh, I'm sorry, legitimate businessman who just works in waste management. (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about. Is he the best in the ring? No. But does he have that personality that just draws you in? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, like, let's be honest about the attitude era. There are a lot of guys that weren't the best wrestlers, but The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, The Undertaker, basically everybody with Kurt Angle. They weren't the best wrestlers, but they drew you in with their personality. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tony D does. Like, he literally got a, this emoji, this this Italian A emoji over, okay? <laughs> like, when he comes on the screen on Wednesday nights, my Twitter timeline is just this and all different shades of color. Right? <laughs> it, it's great. I, I love this show. It's It's the best two hours of wrestling in my book. And so talk about the next We got to talk about the two. Um, how do you, what do you want to say? The two uh, guys who seem to be leaving Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. Um, let's talk about Kyle O'Reilly first. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing talent. Um, the only problem with him is right now he doesn't seem to fit and nxc 2 because he doesn't really have a like larger than life personality his wrestling personality is i wrestle good and kick people right which fits in aew more than it does in the current uh state of nxt yeah
0: so. he's he's a black and gold you know of the black and gold mold mm-hmm. essentially
1: which take nothing away from—he's a great wrestler. He's a great talent. I think he he just plays better over there. Um, for me, if you know, if he goes to AEW and they uh, he teams up with Adam Cole and um, what's his name? What's his first name? Fish. Bobby Fish. Yeah, Bobby Fish, and they make some kind of uh, undisputed era redux. Like mm-hmm. he'll
0: do great. He'll do
1: numbers. 'Cause they're all supremely talented. But he just doesn't fit and nothing against him, but even when they tried to make him something more, it just it just didn't seem natural.
0: And not only that, like he doesn't fit as a singles competitor anymore, at least in this company. Because mm-hmm. I believe he was a he was a singles competitor in like Ring of Honor for a little while. But if you remember, he came to NXT to with Bobby Fish as a team. Yeah, I'll, so he established himself as a as a tag team guy, like right away. Well, even before that, he own.
1: was uh, with uh, I think Fish, Red Dragon. They were attacking right. before they came to NXT.
0: Yeah, so that, that's what I meant. Like, I think early on he was a singles guy, and then yeah, he came in with with his tag partner from Ring of Honor and. So like all of a sudden to just all of a sudden go on your own and not only just go on your own, but none of the people you worked with are there anymore Mm -hmm. to continue a singles feud with Adam Cole or Bobby Fish, um, you know, and to see uh, Roderick Strong, you know, join another faction, like it just he gets left out and um, yeah, like you said, with really no direction for his character. No direction for, for him to establish a character and then, you know, go somewhere with it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not saying anything's wrong with just being a tag team guy. Nothing right. wrong with that. They gave him a shot as a single competitor. It didn't work 100% and, you know... Sometimes life doesn't... You can't be the man. You can be the man standing next to the man, but you just can't be the man. But I think you'll be fine in the AEW. In fact, I think you'll be fine wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. I just don't think WWE is in his future. You know? And so we come to the end. Let's talk about one Johnny. I was going to give him in the middle initial, but I don't know where it really is. Uh, <laughs> hey Johnny A Gargano.
0: There you go. Um,
1: did you watch his uh his promo? I didn't. Uh, well, he came out, he was like, I'm gonna go long. I said, I can go long no matter what. And so he just talked about his experience. Everyone helped him in the back and, and he's just talking about everything. And he's, uh, telling how he's going to be a father in February. And then like at the end, uh, one of the young guys from, um, uh, that was on the, uh, 2.0, t- uh, war games team, Grayson Waller comes out Um, attacks him with a chair just whoops his ass and everything and i gotta be honest it really feels like his next move is going to the main roster right like people point this out other people leave and they don't get this whole goodbye speech like Mm -hmm. they're just gone and as far as WWE concern you you don't exist anymore
0: and typically, if, you, if you're leaving the company, you're just going to go out with a loss. Like Kyle O'Reilly, he,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he went out on his back with a yeah. loss. Wasn't a big injury angle or beat down. Like it's just he lost that match, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Might never see him again. This definitely has the, the feelings of he's going to go away, you know, he's about to have a kid in a couple of months,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, be a dad for a little while and then come back to the main. And then when it come back, come back to the main roster. And at that point you could very well see Tommaso Champa on, on the main roster. Again, as well. again, let's not and forget then,
1: both of these guys were main roster for a while.
0: They were. Um, and either he could go into a feud with him right away. And that could be something that would definitely, um, get the fans attention and really, you know, get people talking again, or, you know, you could pair them up. Of course, you know, that's always a route to go and, and look, they've got plenty of tag team experience to make it, make them a viable team.
1: And you know what else you can do? If you take uh, Gar- uh, Gargano, to the main roster, you go to that Foster bookshelf. Theory. No, you go to that bookshelf, you grab the old book, you blow it off. <laughs> And all it says the Daniel Bryan playbook. <laughs> the undersized guy who wrestles extremely well and can make a run of the championship. Like mm-hmm. he can do that. You can run that back.
0: He's got a nickname that will get the crowd going. You know, the, the crowd will get behind every time. Um, I mean, that's, that's his yes chant.
1: Um, Chanting Johnny yeah.
0: Wrestling is his yes chant. And that will you're right I think you could definitely go that route
1: he's got a great submission finishing move that he can put on anybody and he has the most important thing of all and you know what that is what's that a banger entrance song mm-hmm. <laughs> I was watching uh, who was it some i can't remember what youtube channel was about wrestling it's like if you want to be honest wrestling sucks you only like three things about wrestling that's the entrance the music and the finishing moves (laughs) and when johnny came out uh at war games with a rebel heart it's like oh yeah i uh, I forgot how much I love this song because <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: you haven't heard in a while because he's been right. part of the way. So you haven't heard in a couple months. But yeah. Uh, also one other thing that might keep him in the WWE is the fact that his wife is pregnant. Right. And it is very hard to turn down a six, seven figure dollar payday when you have a baby on the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and do you think, as as much as we've been talking about WWE programming and what we like, and you know, little things that might bug us, do you think they? Do you think they might use that to their advantage? That this guy will take almost any kind of offer for some sort of security, and might even lowball him. I mean,
1: I, I, no, because it'd be so easy to go over to AEW and say they offered me this, but you can you beat that? And they would definitely beat it just for the you know, the Twitter um, mentions like Tony Khan coming out. How dare WE just disrespect Johnny Gargano? He's done everything in his business. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, they wouldn't take you. They wouldn't turn down such so low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. AEW would not take, would not turn down the opportunity to bash WWE for, (laughs) for doing that. And it's, it would just look bad. It's like news gets out that you're low balling this guy because of his pregnant wife. Like, I know WWE doesn't care that much about PR, but that looks shitty from every angle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I would tend to agree with you.
1: But like we're in the Nick
0: era, and I think
1: well, let's we can say the same thing about um, what's his name? Adam Cole, when it comes to contracts, like they don't lowball these guys, mm-hmm. they might release them later, but oh. when they give you the money, they give you the money. Yeah, like they're talking asking Adam Cole to sign a contract was like what seven figures, I think. Like, they weren't low-bottom. And I don't think... They'll do the same thing for Gargano. They'll give him the money that he's worth.
0: Well, hope so. You can only hope so. I
1: really do. But I think he stays just because of so many factors. Like, my dream is, you know, he comes out and pulls the AJ Styles during the World Rumble. The only problem with that is if he comes back in when's the Royal Rumble? Late January?
0: Uh, isn't it late February? Ooh, is it? It usually it is. Or middle of February?
1: No, nah, I thought it was usually January. Uh, this year is January 29th. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, it's, it's usually late January, so yeah. Uh, I would love to hear Rebel Hart playing during the Royal Rumble. The problem is I think that maybe a little too close to his wife's due date. Absolutely.
0: But this is the 35th Royal Rumble coming up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just one of those milestone-type numbers that you could, you know, promote that would be the kind of guy that you would want to make that memory. And for that memory to stick, you know, it's just like, oh, well, uh, Seth Rollins, again, he won 35th. Okay, whatever. Like, this is a guy that, that he could be the one to, you know, to do it.
1: It's but also, like said, yeah. it's, a, it's also the first World Rumble in front of a live crowd in two years. Mm-hmm. Remember before Corona? Right.
0: Jeez. Oh so so Edge is winning again. Yeah.
1: I forgot Edge entered number one mm-hmm. last year. Bianca was three. As we get close to the Royal Rumble, we'll make our predictions. But Uh, Yeah, I think Gargano stays, Kyle Rowley is gone, Um, Kevin Owens is gone. When Sami Zayn's contract comes up, El Generico will come back and he'll be
0: gone. (laughs) I could see him staying. Because he's really had fun with that role, it feels like. and Well, you know what? I could see AEW luring him away. And helping him promote his uh, "Sammy for Syria" initiative, giving that like some spotlight mm-hmm. because they seem to be more uh, more willing to do something like that. Yeah, but it, you know, it'd be cool if he stuck around. He's he, that that character that gimmick is it works it works well.
1: Yeah, 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 I agree with you. Always need a crazy conspiracy guy around.
0: <laughs> um anything else? Life wouldn't be as much fun. We it
1: didn't. definitely wouldn't. Or as loud. Right. Um <laughs> I think that's it for wrestling. That's all I've got.
0: That's all I got. All right.
1: So um let's get back to I don't even know what we can talk about. Like we might have to oh, basketball definitely. Cause you know, the NBA doesn't really pick up till Christmas time hits. Mm-hmm. And the Rockets seem to have turned it around,
0: so we yeah, they might make it. the playoffs. No, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, we gotta talk. What's all about the Rockets coming up? Um, baseball's still dead until we get a new CBA. Mm-hmm. Um, the Texans are dead to us, but uh, we definitely still talk about football. Yeah, if you know who's winning the AFC, you are a witch. You need to turn <laughs> right. yourself in. All right, man. So let's get out of here. Um, as always, Anthony, a pleasure talking to you, my friend.
0: Always. We've sure. been
1: talking for, damn, almost two hours. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, about an hour and a half on the prog- progress. You know, we're long-winded. Always. We talked before. That's uh, true. So... <laughs> so uh, Let's get out of here. Um, thank you all for listening, download, sharing. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, we shall be back next week with another podcast for you guys. Right now, got to get off of here, edit this, and go watch Hawkeye. Enjoy. Enjoy. I, I will. You need to catch up, my friend. I will. All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.